You know, one of the worst kind of feelings that at times they are go through in the middle of the night is to know that I have an unresolved issue with a particular brother or sister in Christ. You know, sometimes we really expect the better of fellow Christians. But very often, the one that, in a sense, hurt us the most are the people closest to us. And I believe that I'm not alone. I believe many of us, at some point in time, we could be offended by our fellow members, by our leaders, or perhaps maybe some offences from the previous churches that we came from. And I want to encourage you that there's hope in the Word of God because this is what we're going to address today. Learning from the key verse, Colossians 3.15, to allow God to speak to our hearts concerning having peace with one another. And with that, let us close our eyes, let's bow our heads, and let's pray. O Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit of truth. Speak to our hearts today and reveal the issues that are deep within us so that we will learn from you and know how we can have peace with one another by your grace to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ to which you were indeed caught in one body rule in your hearts and be thankful. And what is the definition of the peace of Christ according to Colossians 3.15? You know, without scripture context, you can actually interpret it in, in several ways. Is it world peace? You know, when we watch uh, Beauty Pleasure, they will say, we wish for world peace. A world free of wars and poverty. Or is it inner peace? Sounds like Kung Fu Panda. I know I remind you of one. Searching for the inner peace. Or is it peace with God? You know, we are in this season of peace. And Jesus came 2,000 years ago, took away our sins and our punishment. And we can be at peace with Him. And this is good news. Maybe this is your first time hearing this. I want to encourage you, friends. Maybe you have not known Jesus. Today, consider who He is and believe in Him. Because only He can give you true peace. And even as we talk about peace, we are all excited for what is coming next week. Peace on earth. And I believe the drama will be as good and even better than all the previous dramas that BBTC we have put up. So we want to encourage every one of you, seize this season of Christmas. Make it a reason to encourage, to invite your friends for this event because they need the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't waste time. This is the final week. Let's get the ticket for them and for ourselves. Lastly, is it peace with one another? In other words, does the peace of Christ in Colossians 3.15 refers to interpersonal peace? You see, it's so, it's so exciting to study the Word of God. So let us look at the context. And in order to look at the context, you look at the verses prior to 3.15. Let me read to you Colossians 3.11-15. There is no distinction between Greek and Jews, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Sinvians, slaves and free, but Christ is all and in all. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so must you do also. In addition to all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Then we come to the key verse for today. Let the peace of Christ, to which you were indeed 
caught in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. And from here, we, we can see even the surrounding verses talk about relational peace. This peace that you and I can have with one another. And yet, it also tells us that differences among one another is evident. We are all wired differently. We all come from different backgrounds. But yet, there's hope that in all this, there is peace that is available for us, for one another, despite differences and maybe very deep hurt, very deep offences among the brethren, among the brothers and sisters in Christ. So this is the subject for today. How can we be at peace with one another? We draw the framework from Colossians 3.15. We relate as one body. Secondly, we respond to the peace of Christ to rule our hearts. And last but not least, we recognize the goodness in others. And at the end of this sermon, we will have a time where we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us so that we can have the peace that's already available for us towards those whom we have issue with relationally. So point number one, relate as one body. We need to understand Jesus' definition of one body so that we can better relate to one another. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ to which you were indeed caught in one body. Why does Apostle Paul have to remind the church of Colossae that they were indeed caught to one body? Why such emphasis? That's where we read the earlier verse. It gives us a hint. Verse 11, there's no distinction between the Greek, the Jews, the circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, simian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and in all. You see, the early church in the early world, if we read our Bible, we will know there's tension. Okay, whether is it culture, whether is it race, whether is it ceremonial, uh, whether is it social caste, it's very evident in the biblical world. And of course, we know that in the biblical world, during Jesus' time, you must of a certain race. You are a Roman citizen. You, are, you speak Greek. You have Greek name. Or you are Jews. And of course, the Jews are very proud of their tradition. Oh, now you are Christian, but yet you still need to circumcise. So can you see there is a tension between their traditions, their, pre, their preconceived uh, uh, ideas of things, and yet come in conflict to the Word of God. And the Word of God surely liberates us and tells us that we should put away our old thinking, our old tradition, our old culture. That it is not the circumcision that's of the physical that's most important. But we learn from the scripture, it's the circumcision of the heart. How do we set ourselves apart for our Lord Jesus Christ? It's interesting that Paul actually mentioned this group of people called Sivians. And, uh, and, and during uh, Paul's time, they were the descendants of the nomadic warrior. If you look at them, you will know that they are the Sivians. Why? Because they got tattoo of all the wars. Uh, they, they, they like to drink, they are on drugs, they are uncivilized. In fact, uh, they were considered the worst of barbarians. Worst of barbarians. So Paul even highlights something that's even so extreme to, to, to show that, that the tension between what does the Word of God define one body to their preconceived idea of unity. And of course, you talk about whether you are free or you are slave. Indeed, slavery was a big thing. Whether do you have freedom or no freedom, or are you a slave? And it's very interesting because if you read Paul's letter, in fact, you read the end of Colossians, Paul made this statement that concerning this particular slave who ran away from his master, don't condemn him. Consider him a brother. Consider him a fellow worker of the kingdom because he has served with me. Paul wrote the Colossians to remind them, though this guy is slave, 
though this guy had previously run or ran away from his master, but he in Christ is a fellow brother. Very interesting, very mind-boggling, very radical during his time. You see, back to our modern world, the above-mentioned differences are somewhat relevant to us. Now, one of the things that uh, uh, is, is good that what BBDC is doing is generally, generally, uh, our, our services uh, according to the language spoken, uh, uh, generally according to the, uh, to, the, um, to the race, generally. But of course, we have, we have people from different uh, races coming together in the particular uh, service or a certain dialect group uh, meeting a certain needs, which is good. But the question and the challenge is, what if one day you have to work with people of a different nationality, different culture, and uh, different, uh, a totally to different work style from the place that the person was from? You know, I share with you uh, my personal experience, and I believe those of you who have been to missions, you will know that uh, how Singaporean Christian work and how overseas Christian work is very different. You know, I remember uh, when we touched down at the specific uh, uh, field of a uh, mission, uh, I remember I connected with the local leader. I said, okay, BBDC team, very solid, okay? We're going to do at least three things a day. I propose morning, we do activity A. Okay, afternoon, BBDC team do activity B. C, we will do it in the after evening. If not, during supper time, we can do some more. And you know what? The, the local host leaders like, um... Actually, we, we don't do so many things a day. <laughs> it's like, huh? How can it be? You know, we are doing mission. I mean, I remember I was telling one of my group members, hey, what is so slacker? Uh? But very soon, I have to repent for my loose tongue. Because I recognize that I fail to understand the culture. And when we, when we go to the field, we go to the village, we go to the street, we recognize that even though they don't do many things, even though they don't use Excel sheet to write down their program to the minutes, but they spend unhurried time with the people on the streets. They spend unhurried time doing home visit. They till the ground. And you know what? Because they have really prepared a ground. When BBTC team, we just stand there, we preach the gospel, even with translator, hundreds of people believe in Jesus that day. I learned something. It's not about how packed we can pack our program, but we must understand the culture. We must understand who we are dealing with. Very important. If we want to value every one of us as one body in Christ. How about education? Is there a comparison of school? Ah, this is the JC kids. Uh, this is the poly kids. And I must share that sometime, even as a youth pastor, uh, as a previous youth pastor, I don't even mention the IT kids. Where are they? Or is it good school versus neighborhood school? You know, sometimes because of... In Singapore, we, we, value, a lot of, we value a lot of results. And, and, and if you are not careful, we may pack the value of the person to their results to the school that they, they come from. And especially when we are in one body of crisis where we have to be careful. Because if not, we will exclude some of our own brethren, some of our own brother and sister in Christ. About 12 years ago, my wife and I, we started a cell cluster for the community kids that uh, we reach out to uh, in various of our events. And I must say that onset is very hard for them to assimilate to youth church. Give you one example. Okay. Uh, some of our, our kids, they come in in sleeper. The girls come in very short shorts. Whereas my youth church girl, they are well-dressed. Long dress, long pants, shoe, smell nice. And, and, and that becomes a tension. So, we, we, so my wife and I say, we, 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 must, we must still expose them. So we bring them along for our program. We bring them along for our service. We bring them for camps. We bring them for our WNI. We pray together, we interact, we split into different tools and trees. At that point in time, we are able to turn the whole youth church here and there and gather around. And, and because of a lot of exposure, a lot of education, uh, my, my, my youth, uh, my community youth, they actually assimilated 
uh, into uh, the youth church. And of course, a few of them, they are in our young adult church. Uh, they are doing very well uh, uh, wherever they are. And, and this doesn't come um, without any effort. So we must be conscious. If you want to include one another, we really make, need to make the effort to understand, to, to spend time with them, to, to bring the different group of people come together to value one another. In fact, one of the uh, fruit of it is, I remember I have one youth leader, he came to me and said, hey, Pastor Jeff, ah, you always call them community youth, can you have a better name for them? Bro? I said, really, I didn't notice, you know. Yeah, then it, was, it was then my wife and I, we discussed, we, we named the cluster, Transform Cluster, because we believe that we, we with unveiled eyes, behold our Lord, will transform from glory to glory. So it is a testimony, and I'm so thankful uh, that uh, uh, it's a lesson that the Lord taught uh, my wife and I. So I want to encourage you, perhaps uh, maybe in your cell group, or maybe in the place that you're reaching out to, maybe your colleague very different, or even in the body of Christ, you know, do try to include one another. And, uh, and, and it, it, will, it will really bring God glory uh, when you learn to include one another, uh, even though we are very different. And speaking about IT, I got good news. Okay, uh, I'm actually currently uh, exploring starting a boys' brigade primers. Okay, some of you guys might say, what's primers? Is it, uh, uh, is it transformer? No. Uh, okay, um, primers is basically a tertiary level boys' brigade. And the interesting thing is, no need just boys, we include the girls. Ah, you see, it's a, it's a unity movement. Okay, so, um, and, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a Kairos moment uh, for BBTC that, that we have this opportunity to really go into the schools. Uh, those of us who are in the institution, you will know that uh, increasingly uh, a lot of uh, Christian organizations, uh, they begin to have lesser grip uh, among the student life. But this is the opportunity that BB have, BBTC have uh, to start Boys Brigade. And uh, I'm calling out for volunteers. You know, maybe you are a former BBGB or, or you, you just have time. Uh, because of the five-day week, uh, we're actually looking for uh, volunteers, uh, volunteers that are able to spare your Friday afternoon or Friday evening. Come join us, come make an impact in the life and students of uh, IT East. So, so contact me if you are interested. The other thing that sometimes we can be more inclusive is really the area of occupation. Uh, one of the things that I learned uh, as I was the CEO of a, a young adult tribe uh, previously is they usually band together like, oh, these are the people who work in the banks, you know, these are the people who are in the medical field. You know, this I mean, I understand that sometimes it's, it's for a start, we, 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 can, we can band together to, to, learn, to learn the rope to encourage one another. But at some point in time, uh, you must know that the kingdom of God is larger than your occupation. Where we are able to work together, it's very beautiful. Where we are able to chip in uh, our experiences, our value, so that we collectively, when the world look at the church, but the love that they have for one another, uh, and, and people will glorify Jesus. One of the things that I learned uh, when I joined Pastor Edwin Cell Group uh, in Bishan uh, Cluster under the Asher tribe, is really, it really amazed me that people of all walks of life can come together to study the Bible. Of course, you know that in terms of language, it could be different. Some people command of English better. Some people halfway speak Hokkien. Sounds a bit like me, you know. And, 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 but yet, there's so much synergy. There's so much unity. Whether is it you are a fast food worker, you are a grab rider, or all the way you are a, a banker, or you are a senior public servant, people of all walks of life can come together, cry together, journey together. Very... Wonderful. We just had a retreat uh, 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 not long ago, and it was, it was very powerful. The Lord moved when the people are united. And that's why BBDC desires to be a united church, so that we will bring God glory, so that there will be so much anointing in the house of God. And of course, people with disability, people with special needs, sometimes we do have a challenge. How do we engage them? And if you not know, uh, I think BBDC is in a good place. Uh, we actually started a ministry for people with special needs. And it brings me so much joy because when I was a youth pastor, it's very challenging. Some of my leaders and I, we have constant uh, WhatsApp, say, hey, what are we going to do with him? You know, how, how are we going to settle him? He's running around. I preach halfway, he high-five me and, and take my script. Uh, and it's, it's challenging, very challenging. Uh, but, uh, so, apart from sending them away, a few of our bibitician and I, we, we come together uh, by... The Lord's leading. Uh, we started this ministry called God's Love Overcome Glow. 
Because we believe that regardless of their disability, their learning disability or physical disability, God's love overcome can reach out to their heart. Yeah, you can see. Don't play, play, no. My Glow Ministry, more happening at Youth Church. No comparison, okay? No worry, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's why I see the, the previous, the pastor is the previous youth pastor, that's not happening, okay? Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a joy. So if you have heart for people with special needs, come join us. And why am I saying all this? Because I just want to begin to, to jot your mind and your heart, to begin to think outside of your, your own comfort zone and to see that as a body of Christ, we really need one another. And, and it is not how good we are, but how are we as one, bringing God glory and honour. Colossians 3.11, indeed it says there is no distinction. There is no distinction. We are one. And what can we understand? Christ is all and in all. Even as we read Colossians 3.11, I think it's very beautiful because if you understand this, it will help us in our presupposition. When Christ is all, means that what He defines as one body supersedes our own comfort, our own idea of unity, our own idea of what it means to come together against our biasness, against our differences, against our work style. And of course, Christ is not only is all and He is in all. Do you know the beautiful thing about our Lord Jesus Christ? He is in every single one of you. Can you imagine when you have conflict with another brother? The Lord is in him, the Lord is in me. If the Lord is in him and the Lord is in me, do you all fight? Do you all backstab? Do you all gossip? This guy, ah, hey. So we need to allow the Word of God to help us to appreciate the body. And with that, allow me to ask this question. Is there someone whom you have, perhaps subconsciously, discriminate against because he or she is so different from you? or you are just offended by this person. Today, the Word of God encourages us. We are one body. We are all created in the image of Christ. Ask the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, your hearts, your action, your mannerism, your face. Stop rolling your eyes, but fix your eyes upon Jesus so that you look at your brother and sister in Christ in the love that God has provided us, knowing that we are one body. That is the united church that God desires of us. So how can we be at peace with one another? I've just explained about we relate as one body with our action, with our feelings, with every part of our faculty. Next, we need to respond to the peace of Christ to rule our hearts. This is very precious because this is already available that God has given the church to tap on. So to respond to the peace of Christ means whatever crisis, whatever situation, whatever conflict that you are, right, you are in right now with a brother, with a sister in Christ, do we tap in to the peace of Christ that's already available or we just chuck it one side? and allow the negative feeling to manifest, to fester within you. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of Christ to which you are indeed caught in one body rule in your hearts. We should let it rule in our hearts. To break down this word peace, we all know, Irene, or some people call it Irene, or some of our ladies call Irene, Irene. It means peace. It defines that oneness. It is defined as that quietness. It defines that rest. In fact, in the deeper level, it, it represents that congruence. And what is congruence? When you have, a, when have the peace of God, you respond to the peace of God, there's congruence. You learn to tap to the peace that's available and you respond accordingly. Means how you feel and what you do align. 
Why do I take pain to explain this? Because I myself is also a culprit. Everything okay? Oh, okay, no problem. Are you offended? Of course, no offences. But inside my heart, this guy, uh, so, never mind, don't say. All the different languages come to your mind. Delete in the name of Jesus. No. Don't curse. I'm okay. Put on a smile. So when you realize that towards certain individual, you can say all the nice things, you can pretend. But within you, when there's no peace, then you know that there's no congruence. And when you don't have congruence between how you feel and what you do, chances are the bitterness, the anger will eat you up. And what will happen? We will begin to feel it emotionally, mentally, it will even affect our physical persona. You will be very downcast. You will be depressed. You will be forever angry. But the good news is, we can respond to the peace of Christ to help us to rule our hearts. And let me explain this word rule. Because I think now you understand that there's a peace of God that can help us to have the congruence. But how, how does that happen? It's when we allow the peace of God to rule. The rule in Greek is called barabio. Barabio. Barabio means there is an empire. The peace of Christ is a referee. No, you watch soccer, there's a referee, right? Okay? For example, in a football match, when someone foul, what happened? Beep, beep! Yellow card. Then the person again, stubborn, kick the person's face. Beep, beep! Red card. Out! Emotionally, how does the peace of Christ act as a referee? How does the peace of Christ act as the empire? When we are offended, when we are angry, I just want to mm, into the face. Beep, beep. Stop it. Stop there. Ah, botap, ah, Don't care. Yellow card. You have no peace. You suffer the consequences. But if you stop, beep, beep. Warning. You hold, you hold your horses. Okay, God, I know. Your peace is the empire, is, is, is the referee that guides me to make sure I don't turn to the left or right apart from your word. So this is how we let the peace of Christ to rule so that we will not revert back to our natural state of anger, gossiping, bitterness, and maybe violence. See, the baby agree with me. Let the peace of Christ rule in heart. Hallelujah. Basically, if I put it simply, how do we allow the peace of Christ to rule over our heart? When we are agitated, when we are being angered, consider the peace of God. And when you have the peace of God, how will you respond? How will you respond when the peace of God is the empire, is that referee looking at you? Don't do wrong thing, huh? Coming up, huh? Yellow card. And I must say that when we, the more we respond to, the greater peace we have in our heart. And that's what makes us to learn to be a man of God that is temperament, that, that, that has, a, has a good temperament, that, that has peace, that, that is patient, that is not violent, that is slow to anger, quick to listen, where we allow the peace of God to continue to rule our heart as an empire or refuge. 
Currently, is there a brother or sister in Christ whom you are not at peace with? You see, how, how do we know that we are not at peace with a certain brother or sister in Christ? Like I mentioned earlier on, we, we all can pretend, nah, nah, nothing, nah, nothing wrong. Hey, you say something in the meeting, are you okay? Nah? Nah, small thing, nah. no offences, easy, easy. The referee is warning you, eh? looking at you. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And when you realize that there's no peace, there's no unity. God calls for His church to be united. It's not easy, but God calls His church to be united. So how can we do this practically to let the peace of Christ to rule in our heart? So we appreciate the earlier verses, Colossians 3, 12-14, we put on a heart of compassion. Why do we need to put on? Because naturally, cannot. Naturally, we don't have. That's why we need to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. We need to bear with one another. We need to forgive each other. If you complain against anyone, the Lord forgave you, so must you do also. Put on love in the perfect bond of unity. When you have the peace of Christ to rule over you, do what is right versus revert to your natural self. This is how we respond to the peace that is available for us. You see, in BBTC, one of the things that we teach even in our RTF at BBTC is really forgiveness. Forgiveness is the foundation. And very often, if you don't forgive, it's very hard for us to move on. I know that it's not easy, but that's where we have to tap to the peace of Christ, to rule over our heart, to be an empire, to teach us to respond accordingly. And to encourage you that even though you may not feel like doing what is right, continue to do what the peace of Christ demands of you. Because the more you allow the peace of Christ to rule in you, the greater peace, the greater growth you can be developed in Christ. And this is very beautiful. Why? Because it is the Lord's desire for you and I to become more and more like Jesus. Let me give you an illustration. It's just like marriage or just like friendship. You know, um, wow, how come... How come my wife like that? How come this person like that? Don't friend the person really. Ah, go eat. Never chill. Or never invite me. Wow, offended. Then how? They say, ah, this person sure don't like me. Or, my, or imagine my wife after I quarrel oh, yeah, well, this, How do you treat the husband this way? He, you sure he, he, she loved me? I don't think so. So what happened? When we allow the natural self to take over, we will just go further and further. The, the end state is, is simple. We will lose that friendship, we will lose that marriage. But however, where we have the peace of Christ, we say, God, this thing happened to me, how should I respond? And the Lord say, we respond to His peace and we do what is right. And even though we may not feel like doing what is right, but we continue to do what is right. Because the fruits of it is the things of the eternal. The fruits of it is the things that God desires of us. Greater friendship, greater marriage. It's not without issue and trouble, but you will get better because you learn to understand, you learn to bear with one another, you learn to forgive one another. Then this kind of relationship is what God has ordained for us. Genuine, not superficial. Is of a lifetime, a friendship, a marriage. Very beautiful. And in many cases, if there is a need to clarify misunderstanding, I know again it's not easy. Do clarify and don't avoid. Because the more you avoid, the more misunderstanding. 
When there is more misunderstanding, then you will forever not understand. Because it just accumulates. We learn in Matthew 5, if your brother have an issue with you, go and reconcile. It's not you have an issue with your brother. No. If your brother have an issue with you, not my problem. Uh. But what does the Lord say? If your brother or sister have an issue with you, you go and reconcile them before you give your worship. Why? Because the Lord values relationship. How about Matthew 18? If you know that there's a particular brother or sister, do something that hurt the church. Don't just keep quiet. If you happen to be, you know of it, you witness of it, go and correct the brother. And if this brother don't listen, Matthew 18 says, bring another witness. Do all that you can. And of course, ultimately, Romans 12, 8 reminds us, as far as it's with you, be at peace. As far as you can, be at peace with that brother. Do your best to reconcile on your part. Tap on the peace of Christ that's available. And as you pray, as you do your part, and trust that God will bring about the process of reconciliation. And more importantly, the molding process of you as a, as a person of Christ, as become more and more like Jesus. Not a few years ago, my personal story, I was actually accused of a matter that I did not do. Um, I was very angry. I don't know about you, if you are being accused of something that you don't do, very angry. And, and I, 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 I confronted him. I said, a lot of I, <laughs> I confronted him. And, and, I, and I would say, why didn't you check with me before you share it among uh, our common friends? I was very fierce. And the more I say, the more angry I become, the more I feel like shouting, the more I feel like reverting back to the old Abing Jeff. Not happy, okay? Want to fight. But I say, okay, stop, stop. Okay, we talk again. So I went back, I prayed. No, I talked to, talk to, talk to my pastor. He talked to someone. Then I clarified. Then as I clarified, I realized that, okay, la, it's, it's, really, it's really misinterpretation of matters. And, we, and I remember I... I, I say, okay, I'm okay. I, I, I choose to forgive. And, and he did all that he can to, to reconcile. I think it's good. But the truth is, very often, sometimes when we choose to forgive, we thought that the unsettling feeling will go away straight away. Right? We, we hope that well, once we forgive, thing, you know, how you feel against the person will go away straight away. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's a continuous process. Then when I bumped to this brother, okay, near chapel, Okay, very awkward. So what do I do? The peace of Christ rule over my heart. Smile. Hey, how are you? Going for cell group? Okay. Everything okay? Huh? Okay, okay. Okay, see you again. Yeah. Not, not easy. It takes time. But I believe slowly and surely, as, I, as, I, as, as we do all that we can to clear misunderstanding, and, and, and stuff, we, we become greater at peace with one another. And I think this is what the Lord desired His church to be. A more huge church, rather than a church that without problem. We should have problem, but we become more huge. We become more united. We become, to, we become live a life that is so different from the world because we have the peace of Christ that is available for us. And it's very beautiful. Because I, I, I know that offences will sure come, but I don't think we want to live in many offences, but we want to live more victorious in Christ, having more reconciled relationship. And that's the beauty that we have in the body of Christ. So how can we be at peace with one another? I talk about we relate as one body. Okay, we need to renew our, our, our mindset. Next, we need to respond to each other with the peace of Christ. Even though we don't feel like it, but when we respond, we allow it to rule our heart and action and our behavior, our mannerism. Continue to do what is right until we gain greater peace, greater reconciliation. We become more healed. Last but not least, recognize the goodness in others. 
So recognize the goodness in others is basically be thankful for one another. Colossians 3.15, that the peace of Christ to which you are indeed caught in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. And it's very interesting that this word be thankful can be translated to become thankful, becoming more thankful. The Greek rendering of the present tense verb be demonstrates the process of becoming. No need just be. Okay, I'm happy, I'm thankful. No, but the process. Why do you need that process of be thankful? Because it will not be easy. For someone that don't like you, oh, I thank God for you. You test my patience. Not this kind of thankful, but holistically. Who are you becoming? How the brother is becoming or the sister becoming? Even as we learn to work with one another. As you pursue the posture of being thankful, peace and harmony will grow in your heart and overflow in the fellowship. Fellowship. See, psychology studies have shown that gratitude is intimately associated with peace. The more, thank, the more genuinely thankful you are, the more at peace you are. Because we choose to focus on what is good, what is noble, what is of God, what is of His peace, rather than our natural state of feeling, which is fallen. That's why you and I, we need the Lord Jesus Christ. So what can we be thankful for? Immediately, there's two things. First, we are thankful for Jesus. Every day we wake up, we say, Jesus, I'm so thankful for you. Because it is in Jesus, we can have this new way of living. No longer is either you are with me or you are against me. It's not all and nothing. Relationship is not all and nothing. Those of you who are married, those of you who have very long-time friends, it's, it's not like that. Sometimes we need to give and take. Sometimes we need to understand. Sometimes we need to clarify. So it's the process that we, we learn to be thankful. And in BBTC, the highest value is unity. Ephesians 4.3, being diligent to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We do all that we can to strive for unity in the Spirit, in the bond of peace. Peace of God bonds us together. It's actually relevant to the text that we are reading. And once we understand that, we can be thankful for one another. Okay, it's easy to be thankful for people that you like. Oh, no, I, I like so-and-so. No, the hair is so nice. No, I like so-and-so. Very friendly, very kind. Never criticize me, you know, and etc. But for people that is very different from us, different work style, we tend to struggle to appreciate the person. We always see the worst of the person. But that's not what God intends for us to be. And as God's chosen people, holy and blameless, let us put on love to consider the goodness in others. You see, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 26 says this, If one part is suffering, the other part will suffer. But if one part is honour, the whole body is honoured. So it is important that we learn to consider the goodness of others, to honour one another, especially with the individual or the body of Christ, whom we have issue with. Another story of, of mine, you know, a few years ago, I was serving very closely with this particular brother. And at some point, I really regret, no. Why did I sign up serving with him? You know, he really gets on my nerve and start to, I start to, I start to, uh, you know, struggle. And, and, um, and, and, and of course, uh, while I, he likes to correct, you know, he likes to correct me, I don't think this is right, and etc. And I'm too proud to be corrected. But however, because we are same team, we are fellow leaders, we have members, and we, we do, I, I tell myself, I don't want to stumble the younger one. I do my best to accommodate. You see, another example of the, the mouth uh, and the action and the heart, there's incongruence. So I get upset him so often. And there was once I wanted to quit the team. He said, no, it doesn't work. I don't want to be in the same, this 
this working group, it doesn't work. No, I, I'm so frustrated with, with, with him. And one day I spoke to my pastor. You all, you all know who my pastor is. He spoke last week. He said, hey, yeah, why, why, why am I always preaching the, the, the pastor? The week before? And he said, have you, have you uh, considered uh, the contribution that this person brings to the team? Then I said, I never thought of it. Eh. I just like irritated, very irritated with, with, with this person. And as I begin to take a step back, I begin to, I remember I, I, I write down like, what, what, what I appreciate in this person in the same team. And I wrote down some of these things. I, I said that, no, he's very meticulous in planning. Not a very big picture. No, I'm a communicator. No, but his meticulous uh, planning actually helps me as I communicate a certain program. And this person is very sensitive to the feeling on the ground. I have the time want to chill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Say, wait, 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 wait. No, have you considered this? Wait, 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 wait. Ah, yeah. You don't slow me down, lah. No? very frustrated. But I learn, and I appreciate him. He helps me to feel the ground. And next. His English is so good. Okay, of course, mine is, uh, cannot compare. Always correct me. Hey, how come you send this text to the leaders? Uh? The, no, wow, this wrong, eh, you know, uh, uh, wrong pronouns are more. I said, uh, no, la, they, they understand. the idea is there, la, the idea is there. Then I learn, I learn, I learn. Okay, and, uh, and, 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 and of course, as time passed, as I begin to appreciate this brother, um, there, there, was, there, there was once, no, I, 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 I was in a very down season in my life. And he, uh, among all you know, my, my best of friends in the ministry, came to me and, and prayed for me and, 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 and gave me a hug. And I, I was like, wow, of all people, no. <laughs> of all people. Yeah, and, and I, I was so moved and I was so touched. I said, that, wow, God, ah, thank you. Yeah, I, it's so, so beautiful that people with different work styles can come together and when we work a certain project, and when it's very successful, the event really bring God the glory. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is, uh, as I begin to grow uh, more uh, in love and more, um, more happy with this brother around, uh, our season is up. Okay, we all move on to different ministry, and I, I recognize that uh, in hindsight, God has a plan to mold us and shape us, even as we encounter uh, difficult people. And uh, because the Lord desires us, to be at peace. And yet at the same time, we learn to grow Christ-likeness in us so that we can glorify Him with how we live and how we relate to one another. So this challenge is for you concerning this particular brother or sister in Christ that you have issue with. Can you give thanks for something good in his or her life? I know sometimes it's very hard to to think of anything good of someone that you, you are so annoyed with or someone that you, you really like, oh, so picked or so um, frustrated with. And um, not easy, but this is an exercise. And I encourage you, you know, if you begin to have something, you know, just write it down. Because these are the things that will help you, especially if you guys are in the same cell group, especially you guys are in the same cluster, especially you guys are in the same ministry, okay? Please don't torture yourself. God has provided a way for us. Learn to be thankful. Okay, write down. Because this will be a starting point of having greater peace with this particular brother or sister in Christ that you have issue with. When we learn to be thankful for one another. So in conclusion, how can we be at peace with one another? We learn that we need to relate with one another as one body even though we are so different we are so diverse but there is unity in diversity how can we be at peace with one another we learn to respond to the peace of Christ that is already available we tap on the peace of Christ to help us to relate so that we will grow the peace of Christ. So there will be greater healing for yourself. And there will be greater reconciliation. Lastly, we need to recognize the good in others. Because the more thankful you are, the greater peace you have for that particular brother or sister in Christ.
So church, this is ministry time. I just invite you to have your own time with the Lord right now, in this moment. To take this time to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to minister to you. Concerning this one particular individual that somehow you just don't have peace with. And I also want to call out for some of our friends out there, maybe perhaps you are new to Christianity or you are exploring Jesus. I want to encourage you to join us in this process because Jesus wants to heal you. Let's believe in Him that will bring about that peace that is available for us. This is a time that we can talk to the Lord on our own. If the Lord reveals something to you, you can pen it down. Even as we learn the three ways to be at greater peace with one another, maybe ask the Lord in this season of Christmas, is there something that you can do to practically relate or reconcile with this brother or sister in Christ. It pleases the heart of God to see His people come together in reconciliation. Secondly, maybe you are still struggling. Let's tap on the peace of Christ to rule your heart right now. To make a conscious decision to forgive. When the peace of Christ rules over our heart, we make a conscious decision to release judgment, to release our own curses and every unhappiness to the Lord. And we put on love, we put on the peace of God. And lastly, we allow the Holy Spirit to help us to recognize the goodness of the individual. That as the Lord revealed to you, say a prayer of thanksgiving. You may feel strange, you may struggle, but tap on the peace of God that is available for you to give thanks for this brother and sister in Christ.